Hey everyone, and welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we're super excited to bring you our interview with Rachel Bauman, who we all low-key thought was retired, but then last week it was announced that she was returning for a fifth year at the University of Florida. Major plot twist, but we are super grateful to have Rachel joining us this week to talk about the decision and what some of her goals are for her final season of gymnastics. We also recap the 2022 U.S. Classic, so stick around for that after the interview. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Kathleen R., Lucy S., Becca S., DFP, Blake B., Cookie Master, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., Erica S., Milan W., M., and Derek H., Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so, so much. And now please welcome to the show, Florida Gator, Rachel Bauman. Obviously, we want to talk about you committing to Florida. So at what point did you know you were going to take the fifth year? And then how did Florida come into the conversation? Because I feel like you posted a couple months ago what sounded like a retirement post. So a lot of people were expecting you to be done. And then you're like, just kidding. I'm coming back and I'm going to Florida, which I think caught people off guard. So I guess just walk us through that decision-making process for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so definitely thought I was retiring. There was um, a lot going on, but basically I felt like I had given everything to Georgia and I was very satisfied with being done. I was like, this is my career. I'm happy with it. I'm ending on a pretty good note, getting that 10 in January. So that was really exciting. And I was looking forward to like master's program and everything. And then I think about a month ago or so, Jenny reached out and she was like, Hey, do you have time to talk today? And I was like, yes. (laughs) About. Um, but I was, so I talked to her and she was like, so we actually have a spot for you for this next year. Would you be interested? And I was like, um, it just felt like it was kind of a sign for me, you know, cause that I already felt done, but obviously I feel a special connection to Florida with my sister going there. But, um, I think I just was like, okay, I'll look into it. And I looked at master's programs that I could do. And I found this one that I really love and I thought it would set me up for career success and so it just felt like everything fell into place and then as soon as I got in I was like all right let's do it (laughs) so Florida was really the only school that you considered then um pretty much because talking with my sister about it I knew most of the girls on the team from like competing and talking with Alyssa and I would go visit sometimes and um, hang out with all of them. So felt like I kind of knew the ins and outs of it already and know a lot of people on the team. So kind of had that connection where it feels like home, just like it does here. Yeah. How does Alyssa feel about it? (laughs) (laughs) So um, I brought up to her, I was like, so this could be a possibility. What do you think? And she's like, yeah, I take it. Um, she said she, if she could do another year of gymnastics, she totally would. So um, she was like, I think you should definitely pursue this opportunity and it'd be great for you. And I totally support you along the way. She was really encouraging through the whole thing. So, so when you were going through the recruiting process initially, because uh, you and Alyssa are not that far off in age, you're pretty close in age. So did you guys ever consider or talk about going to the same school or was that not something that you guys wanted back then? You kind of just wanted to you know, go your separate ways and forge your own paths? 
Yeah, so she had been committed to Florida. And so technically we're two and a half years apart, three in school. And then she deferred. Um, I graduated early, but when I was looking for colleges, I think we both visited Georgia and Florida and both really loved them. She fell in love with Florida. And I think when I left campus at Georgia, I just felt like it was the one for me and it was sad to be separated, but I knew we were still going to be close and both being in SEC and competing with each other because growing up, we trained together and both did elite for, I did it for a little while. She did elite. And then, so we competed with each other, but not in the same age division. So it was kind of similar to that going to different colleges, but um, being together, but still apart. Um, I think it was kind of fun to have that little sibling rivalry, but um, it was like sad to be apart at the same time. But I think we both supported each other in our decisions and we're happy with it. On that note, what is it like competing against your sister? Did you like that? Like, do you do you feel like you guys were competitive with each other? Did you like going up against each other? Yeah, I think it brought a little more fun to it because, I mean, as siblings, you always like fight a little bit, but it brought a different edge. So like outside of gym, we were really close because all we got all that competitiveness out on the competition floor. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really exciting. I get to see her and see her grow at Florida and she got to see me grow at Georgia. I think it was really special to have someone that knows what you're going through while you're um, in college and everything. She had been older, so she kind of knew the college experience before I did. So she was able to tell me and walk me through, like, give me all that advice like an older sister does. So it was really amazing. Mm -hmm. When you guys were competing, obviously, like being in the SEC, which is a really competitive conference, did you feel comfortable like watching her or like cheering her on during her routines and like not necessarily like cheering for the opposing team but like just cheering for your sister <laughs> yeah it was an adjustment period for sure I think um the first year was difficult because I was like I don't know what to do I mean I want to watch her but I'm also scared to watch her because I get so nervous when she competes but I'm like it's the rival team but she's my sister <laughs> I'm like I don't know what to do so I think I kind of figured it out throughout the years and like I developed, I guess, a soft spot for Florida because my sister was there and I just wanted to see her succeed. So I feel like that competitiveness was still there, but it kind of dwindled a little bit throughout the years because we were both just um, excited to be there. And I would end up watching her compete and she would watch me and cheer me on. So I thought it was fun. So you mentioned this already. I want to go back to last season when you got a 10 on floor. It was the first 10 of your career. You were competing against Florida. So you had your whole family in the stands. Obviously, your sister was there. How special was that moment for you? It was incredible. I mean, that me had some ups and downs, but to be able to have that 10 and celebrate it with my entire family and everyone was there to watch. My mom, um, she doesn't usually watch when I compete or my sister either, but she was like, I'm going to watch this floor routine. I don't care. <laughs> and so she was actually able to <laughs> open her eyes and actually see my my 10 floor routine. And then my sister came over and gave me a huge hug at the end, which was really sweet. And I think it was just fun to actually be there with everyone and have my whole family there when it happened. 
Your mom picked a good routine to watch. I know. (laughs) Did you have any idea that it was going to be a time? Like, did it feel perfect to you? Or were you kind of like caught off guard? Like, wait, what? (laughs) I mean, um, I felt like a good routine. I wouldn't call it a 10, but um, it's like those you never know routines. So there's nothing really I could have found that was wrong with it but it didn't feel like you know like perfect like everyone makes uh perfect tens out to be but yeah you don't like walk off the floor thinking like this is it this is where I'm getting my ten. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, we're glad that like, you got it either way there's some routines I was like those could have been but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I was really happy to get that for my career so when you look back on your college career up till this point do you feel like it's met the expectations that you might have had when you were younger? Because coming in, I feel like everyone has like a different idea of what, you know, they want to happen, what they think is going to happen. And now you have four years under your belt and you have one year left at a completely different place. Do you feel like it's lived up to any expectations you might have had the whole college experience? Um, Absolutely. I mean, I could have asked for more from my career at Georgia. Um, just I think freshman year was very special just right off the bat. We got that Team 198 at regionals and um, just being able to share it with a special team. And um, I got the 10 and some some stuff definitely lived up to it. I feel like I still have some more to give. And my love for the sport definitely has not gone away. I feel like that's going to stay with me. So it was satisfying at first to be done with my career. I was like, I feel like I achieved enough to be happy because obviously setting high expectations for myself going into college, but knowing that might not meet all of them. So I guess I have another year to see what else I can achieve. What are some of your goals for next season? If you've had a chance to think about it, so either individual goals, maybe team goals. Um, Absolutely. I think um, all American has always sounded pretty cool to me. Um, So that's definitely one of my goals, but mostly uh, team goals, the SEC championships, I watched them win the SEC championships last year. So that was pretty cool. And I'd love to be a part of something that great. And nationals, I was able to go back home and watch my sister compete at nationals and was cheering for her along the way. So something to be able to experience a little bit of something that special would be amazing. Just looking at the roster next season, there's a lot of really talented gymnasts on the team, yourself included. How do you see yourself fitting into the lineups? I know, obviously, like you don't make the lineups. You don't have control over that. But like, Where do you want to contribute? How do you see yourself kind of fitting the puzzle with so many amazing gymnasts on that team? Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned this is a stacked roster. I'm just so excited to see all of these girls working so hard. And I feel like it's going to even push me to work harder and just get that drive to compete and do well in the sport. Um, but last year I did work to get the one and a half on vault and I was able to compete that. So um, that's something that was like getting it my senior year was very special. So I'm hoping to at least get a chance to compete that. And then um, floor, I love competing floor. So I'm hoping to maybe get a spot in that stacked lineup on floors. So. <laughs> work hard to get there. So when do you get to campus? Um, I'm packing up right now and I am moving into my apartment next Friday. So has Alyssa given you any like pointers for navigating campus or like her favorite spots? Have you guys talked about it? 
Uh, we're working on it. So she actually graduates next Friday. So I'll oh, be wow. driving down from Athens to Gainesville and then watching her graduate from her master's program. So she'll have the whole weekend in Gainesville with me and we'll get to explore and look around campus and she'll get to show me where everything is. So I'm really excited. The timing of that couldn't be more perfect. Like she's no. graduating, <laughs> you're moving in. <laughs> It's perfect. The timing is just a little too weird. <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be. It yeah, meant to be. <laughs> okay, so we have a couple of questions from people on Twitter mm-hmm. that we wanted to ask you. The first one is someone wanted to ask about your STEM degree. They want to know how you got interested in that and then what some of your career goals are. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so I'm really passionate about information systems. My goal is to do business analytics and pro sports. So I've noticed I've always had like a computer savvy side to me. So I graduated with uh, management information systems and Mm -hmm. I actually found this uh, ISOM information systems and operations management degree at Florida and the it's 14th in the country. So the fact that I got in is just absolutely wild to me. I couldn't have done it without my entire background here, but I'm really excited to pursue that. Somebody asked about your NIL deal with the Atlanta Braves and what that experience was like. That was the most unreal experience I could have asked for. So it was bizarre that I even got it because I just commented on their Instagram post (laughs) and they DM me. (laughs) I was like, I didn't think it would be possible, but it was really cool. And I got to go to a game and then they invited me to the parade. So just seeing that while they're World Series champions, I mean, (laughs) yeah. See, that's why, that's why you shoot your shot. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Just go all out hundred percent for it. (laughs) Go all out. A big takeaway from this. (laughs) May work out. Yeah. Somebody asked how you're going to feel competing against such a big rival team of Georgia's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like it's going to be awkward at all? Um, I don't think it's going to be too awkward. I mean, Ever since I announced my commitment and that I signed, I'm still in Athens right now. So I've been seeing the team come through and like all my old teammates and they've been so supportive and we've been hanging out too. So I love every single person on this team. So I think just getting the chance to be able to compete with them and get to see them again. And even though I'm going to be moving away, so it'll be really special. I know the Florida Georgia rivalry will be a little different. (laughs) Yeah, just a little. (laughs) A little bit, but um, like I said, like I always had a soft spot for Florida and I feel like it's going to be the same, but the other way around. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I want success for both schools. I love both schools, but obviously maybe just Florida a little bit better now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Somebody asked, and I thought this was funny, who is seam ripping and reattaching your mom's shirt? <laughs> Richards, oh my God, that has been going crazy on Twitter. Yeah. So She's going to need a whole new wardrobe, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, she has a lot of Florida stuff, though, but um, she's. I was talking to her about it. I was like, some of people keep asking about your split shirts. What are you doing with them? Are you selling them? And she's like, I'm selling them. <laughs> she was like, oh, she's going to sell them? Yeah, she wants to. <laughs> she should, she like, should sell it to somebody in the gym tonight because somebody would totally buy it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. She was like 30. 
She's like, I have Florida, Jordan. Like, <laughs> who wants to buy them? <laughs> All right. So, listeners, if you want one of the shirts, reach out to their mom. Yeah, just she has them. them. <laughs> um, last one isn't a question, but it's just a comment from someone you may know, Cecile Landy. She wants to say she's very proud of you and excited for you. Go Gators. <laughs> Oh, I love them. They're so sweet. <laughs> we're very proud of you too. We're excited to see you in Gainesville. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's going to be a fun year for sure. I'm really excited. We want to say thank you so much to Rachel for taking the time to come on our show, especially such short notice. She announced that she was taking her fifth year at Florida, and then literally two days later, we recorded this interview. So She's a real one. Yeah, super short notice, and also shout out to Florida's media person, Mary Howard. She is also a legend and was super quick about getting back to us and making this all happen on such short notice. So... We appreciate both of you so much. And Rachel, we are just so, so excited that you are taking a fifth year. We get to see one more year of your incredible gymnastics. And honestly, just can't wait to see all the incredible things you're going to accomplish with Florida next season. I'm ready for college gymnastics season right now. Yes. Next season is going to be so amazing. And we are so glad that you get to be a part of it. But thank you again. And best of luck with your move next week. The other thing we want to talk about in this week's episode is U.S. Classics that happened over the weekend, starting with the junior division. So there was two sessions of juniors, one of which was on CNBC for the first time ever. Kind of a weird station to put gymnastics on. But you know what? It always is hopping around. It's like one second it's the Olympic Channel, and then it's just regular NBC, and then it's Peacock, <laughs> and now it's CNBC. It is really which I hard. thought it was for like stocks and crap like is that really what it's for i i don't really know but i feel like it is. i mean look i'm happy that we're seeing juniors on live television oh like that's iconic wrong. i'm not complaining about that i just thought it was a little bit weird but it is hard with the coverage constantly switching like you like we have sling for example and so we buy all these different sports packages to ensure that we have like anything that gymnastics would ever possibly be on elite and also college. And then last year when everything was on Peacock, I believe if I'm not mistaken, maybe we used a cable login. We maybe used our mom and dad's. I don't remember exactly, but we, we were able to download the Peacock. I said that so weird. What did I say? You said like Peacock. Peacock. I mean Peacock. You know we were what? able to download it and log in and it was free. So we like, used Eric's login. Our oh, bro- okay. We used our brother's login. That's so anyways, yeah, we use our resources. So we're, we're doing every year, we're doing all the things to make sure we can watch the meets and then they keep switching it. And then we were like, how do we get CNBC? And luckily our dad has YouTube TV and I guess it's on there. So but then we is- stole his login. <laughs> okay, but that's the thing. It is a little ridiculous that you have to like use... Probably like five, I would say, different streaming services or platforms but, to get know, access to gymnastics. That's a little bit you know bit why? Crazy. I really kind of want to stop complaining right now because I feel like USA Gymnastics, if they were to hear this, they'd be like, here's the solution. Let's put everything on flip now. <laughs> which is worse because you have to pay for it, which I'm not opposed to paying for a streaming service that's all gymnastics as long as the stream quality is good. Which so far with flip now, I haven't had too many issues. I have little complaints, of course, but like... 
so far, I don't have any major complaints. It's going relatively smooth. And, and I do like that old meets are archived. Brittany and I have gone back and watched some old meets. Like we were watching 2005 Classics, which was also on TV. Fun fact. It was back in the day, it was CNA. That was the station that yeah, it was on. Yeah, and that was the last time they showed juniors on TV, right? Yeah, like a completely juniors broadcast. There's been times in the past where they've had select juniors competing with the seniors and they've been on TV, but... It's been since 2005, I think, that we haven't had a complete junior TV broadcast. Which is really exciting. So we're making steps forward. In some ways, a lot of people I feel like would say being on Flip Now, um, which was the first session of juniors, and then all of the routines are being uploaded individually, including the seniors to Flip Now, um, that that would be a step backwards just because you have to pay for it. And it's just not as accessible. You can't share routines as easily. You can't, you know, embed if you have a blog or a website, like Inside Gymnastics, they can't embed those routines easily. Right. It's not as easy as just going to YouTube. And also just the convenience. I miss the convenience of going to YouTube and being able to search whoever I want. It's quick. Yeah. It's easy. Same. Um, it's a little bit more complicated to having to pull up the FlipNow app and like search. And sometimes there's loading issues and things like that. But, right. So um, there's pros and cons, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but either way, I was very happy to have juniors on live TV that was relatively accessible. <laughs> yeah. And getting to see so many new faces Mm -hmm. and having Lori Hernandez commentate which was a refreshing change yeah I absolutely loved the combination of John Roethlisberger and Lori Hernandez as commentators I know a lot of fans did we want them to replace Tim and Nastia dare we say just because (laughs) I felt like their commentary was so first of all positive typical NBC broadcasts tend to be very critical negative um and not in like pointing out deductions, but almost like kind of, almost like everything is the end of the world. Like yeah. somebody falls and it's like their Olympic dreams are dashed. It or, sounds dreadful. Right. Like Lori was very transparent about the fact that this is just classics. And honestly, it's not that big of a deal <laughs> in the grand right. scheme of things. Right. Even in like as far as who wins it in the end, like no one's going to remember this. No one's going to care. And that's not to diminish anyone that won medals here. Like I'm not trying to do that, but you know what I mean? Like big picture, it right. doesn't matter. No one remembers, you know, what classics Simone has won and stuff like that like yeah people just you know you know well, some people probably do but you, i get what you're saying yeah. yeah it doesn't mean anything in the in the grand scheme of things but my other thing that i liked about Lori as a commentator and john as well um it was just refreshing to hear a new perspective on the code honestly and they pointed out deductions which sometimes tim and nastia do but i don't feel like they do that great of a job of it like there's so many deductions when you well, look at the code there's so many areas that they can take deductions that you probably don't even realize because the NBC commentators never pointed out well and that's the thing they point out deductions but it's the same ones over and over again like we know you're supposed to hit the handstands we know the leaps are supposed to be 180 degrees we know your toes are supposed to be pointed like those are things we know that, how much a fall is or right, stuff like, out of bounds. those are things that we always hear we already know And you were talking to me this morning, Brittany, we were talking about artistry deductions. And you, like, don't ever hear about it. Mm -hmm. Because Tim and Asia, like, don't mention it. It's just not a thing to them. Yeah. (laughs) But it it is a thing. Right. And Lori was really good about mentioning those artistry deductions and pointing out where they would be. And I also like that she just had what I would say is a more engaging way of 
describing skills and also deductions to the average person, the average gymnastics fan that's tuning in for maybe the first time, or they're a new gymnastics fan, or somebody who doesn't watch gymnastics at all, but also having it be appropriate for the average gymnastics fan mm-hmm. and having it just be understandable and relatable to both sides. I think that's a really hard balance to strike. And Lori yeah. did a pretty good job with that for her first broadcast. Yeah, and I like what you said when we were watching the meet, just having it explained a different way than you've heard a million times before. Yeah. Like, you know, with Tim, he has his phrases that he always says, like, a little kid on a playground, and, you know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Gymnastics 101. Yeah. Stick the landing. Yeah. Like, this, things that we've become so accustomed to hearing. Yeah, the same phrases over and over again, and Lori was, um, I don't know, I guess just explaining it differently, putting it in a different way, so it's it's just nice to hear something different. Yeah, I liked the pencil analogy, where you drop a pencil, like, on the eraser side and how it bounces. Yeah. Like, I, I liked that analogy. It was different, it was refreshing, um, a lot of positive things I would say about Lori and John as a commentary duo, and I hope to see them again together in the future. I'm not sure how realistic that is, with Nastia and Tim being, well, Tim especially, being so experienced and, you know a big part of NBC broadcast for what since like 96 or 95 or I don't even know yeah before we were even born so it's been a while so I don't think they're gonna necessarily get rid of him anytime soon but this is promising for the future we'll look at it that way we have a commentary duo that we like and I think Lori's just gonna continue to gain more confidence and you can tell she gained confidence as the broadcast went on totally like she started out a little bit nervous I could totally like (laughs) read that from her but she got confidence even by like the second rotation of juniors yeah she was already in a groove it was it was lovely so we love you Lori you did amazing (laughs) And John Roethlisberger as well. He also did amazing. Yeah. He's, he has some experience on the elite he side. He sometimes in college says things that I don't like, but he also can be really funny. And I do kind of appreciate his humor a little bit. Yeah. Even if some people might not like it, there's been times where like, I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> like, that was a good one. It's relatable. Um, and him and Lori, the playful banter back and forth. I I personally liked it. Yeah. So, so good things to say about the commentary and the broadcast overall. And I think we saw more routines in general too. And that's something that we've complained about for a long time in the sport a lot of standing around and don't get me wrong like that still happened but <laughs> yeah um I feel like overall and maybe it was because there was less gymnasts competing that the field was pretty spread out thin I <laughs> I think that's a lot to do with that, that. Might have so been the I'm reason. not giving them too much credit for that I think they didn't have a choice but to show that's fair variety I'm not gonna give them the credit for it I'm just pointing out that it feels like we saw a lot of routines on TV we're coming at this from a very like strength perspective we're trying to be positive and find the good in everything. So overall, I was satisfied with the broadcast. Yes. At least this time around. Championships, we'll deal with it when we get there. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about the gymnastics because there was a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah, so we'll start with the juniors. Um, I guess we'll just start with, I guess, who won gold and then we'll kind of just go down and then talk about anybody that stood out to us. So Jayla Hang, junior all-around champion. She also won vault and she got bronze on floor. And she is a superstar. Yeah, this is her first season as an elite gymnast. And I went back a couple weeks ago and I was watching her routines from Winter Cup. And she was also at the Nastia Cup earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And I was just so impressed. Not only because of her technique. She has great form, good toe point. But also the skills that she's doing for being a first year elite, it's really, really impressive. Totally. Yeah. She has a Yurchenko double on vault that is huge. Yeah. Like, it looks like a full. Yeah. Me and Ashley watching it live looked at each other and we were like, wait, 
Was that a foal? <laughs> well, and it was confusing too because at the Nastia Cup, she did two vaults. She did a Yurchenko foal, or maybe it was a Winter Cup. It was Winter Cup, probably. Was it? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, wait, she wouldn't. Well, I guess they do do two vaults in the Nastia Cup. I don't know. I think you're thinking of Winter Cup, though. I I'm, I'm probably am confused. Either way, one of those two meets earlier this year, she did two vaults. She did a Yurchenko foal and a Yurchenko double. And the foal was like way too easy for her. I was like, holy crap, this is really good. And then the double was, it was good. Like you could see the potential there. Yeah. Um, needed a little bit of work. But honestly, she showed up at Classics and it was amazing. Yes. Huge score. Yeah, 14.15 which was good enough for the gold, like we mentioned. And also that was the highest score of the junior competition. She also really, to me, stood out on beam. I am obsessed with her standing layout, step out, layout, step out combination. Not something you see very often. No. So that's super impressive. And then the dismount, just a double talk, but first of all, sky high. And she like pretty much just walks into it. (laughs) Like literally. It's so good. And definitely down the line, I could totally see her adding a full twist in that. The double talk looks way too easy for her. Well, and what's cool about it is she does it just straight from a round off. She yeah. does round off double back. You know, normally we see like a round off back handspring double back or like back handspring, back handspring double back. Yeah. Nope. She just goes round off double back. Yeah. Super casual. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be an absolute tank yeah. <laughs> in the coming years. Jayla Hang is a name that you're going to want to remember. Yeah. We're big fans of Jayla Hang in this household. We're coming up with all of the like puns like Jayla Hang can hang with the best. Or what was the other one I said yesterday? We could do like just Jayla things when she does something iconic. Wait, what? I don't get it. Just Jayla things. Oh, okay. Is- Okay, you made it nuts. Now you make me feel stupid. <laughs> um, no, I like. I think the- we can be like oh, doing a a freaking cartwheel into a double back because that's what it feels like—a cartwheel, <laughs> a cartwheel into a double back. Just one on theme, just Jayla things, a hashtag, just Jayla things. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. What was the other one I said yesterday? I had a good one. Yeah, I like the playoff of Hang, like the last name. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad. Jayla hangs with the best. Jayla hangs at the top of the podium. Um. Oh, I'm so mad. I was coming up with some good headlines yesterday. You should have wrote it down. Shoot. Because either we could have used it for like a podcast title or you could have used it for Inside Gymnastics. <laughs> well, maybe it'll come. It's okay. Me. You'll have time. And also people will DM us if you have any creative titles to use. Any play of words <laughs> off of Jayla Hang. <laughs> Anyways, back to the competition. <laughs> the thing that you're here for. In second all around, we had Hesley Rivera, who I keep calling Halsey Rivera. So if at any point during this episode, Brittany says, Halsey, I apologize. Just ignore it. I have to like look down at her name. It's spelled Hesley. Like it's very clearly Halsey. Halsley. But see, I keep saying, like, why? Why am I doing that? I don't know. I can't help you. I've corrected who's, you. I, I, it, it's spelled out. Like who's Halsey? There's Halsey. Yeah, it sounds like Halsey. Maybe that's kind of where you're getting it from. I'm like combining the two. Okay, anyways, I am truly sorry if I messed that up. I'm trying very hard, but I've been saying it just like in casual conversation when I talk about her. I just can't say her name right. And I've corrected her a million times and she still keeps doing it, but I'll continue to correct you. I need to get it right because she's a superstar as well and she did amazing here and I think she's going to continue to do amazing things in the future. So also, she's a name to remember. <laughs> again, a first year elite. The first year elites are really killing it in the junior division. I, I just feel like point out. everybody's a first year elite. Yeah, and they're doing really good. Like, don't forget, Winter Cup, she was third all around. Second here, gold on beam, silver on floor. 
Um, and also she, before this year, she hadn't competed since the Hope Championships in 2018. So she went a really long time without competing. Yeah. And it kind of feels like she came out of nowhere. Kind of just showed up this year and was like, hi, I'm a top junior gymnast. So for those of you who don't know, she was actually a level 10 training elite at MGLE back when like Lori was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Riley and all that. Um, and then when everything happened with Maggie, she kind of like went off the scene for a bit and then she came back in 2018 and then off the scene again (laughs) and And a little bit awkward for Lori to have to talk about her at the beginning of the broadcast I just want to put that out there yeah because some of you may remember we've talked about it like a while ago on the podcast when um that video came out with um her dad made a video yeah well Maggie Haney it was it was a video for Maggie Haney like in support of her and there was a lot of like parents um of athletes that previously trained at MGLE and Hesley's parents were the parents that were in that video kind of gaslighting and negating Riley and Lori's experience and it just wasn't a good thing and And that has nothing to do with the child like obviously she did not have anything to do with that but it was weird I think for Lori to have to like even because she was the leader going into the second day of competition to even have to mention her because I think that was a very painful I would imagine a very painful time in Lori's life Mm -hmm. um, with all that was happening and then people trying to you know take away from her experience gaslight say things didn't happen or she wasn't remembering things correctly or she took things the wrong way you know all of that um yeah it just it's I kind of felt bad for Lori in in that moment because you kind of sense like she like she John set her up to like talk about Hesley and she like did not she was basically (laughs) just like yeah she did great yeah, those were her like, exact words. That was basically like the sentiments. It was just like, instead of like going on a ramble about Like all we're the about things, to do. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, she did good. And she's like, all right, next. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> we don't blame her. But anyway, so that has nothing to do with Hesley. Um, she's an incredible little gymnast and she did amazing here. I would say most improved from Winter Cup. Most improved junior. Oh, by far. Difficulty wise, she really stepped up her game. We added up the totals from winter cup to the classic and on every single event she gained massive tenths yeah in in total it was like nearly three tenths i think technically it was like two points and seven tenths that she had gained in start value you said two tenths you mean three it was nearly three oh yeah it was sorry i mean nearly nearly three (laughs) points yes (laughs) and then to be exact it was two points and seven tenths that she had increased her start value from winter cup to classics which is Really impressive. Yeah, she went from doing a Yurchenko full-on ball to a Yurchenko double. Lots of bar combinations that she upgraded. Beam, again, combinations that cost for the routine to the, go up and start value. And then floor, double layout, and then a full-in second pass. And her double layout is really nice. Like, keeps her legs glued together. You don't really see many people do it like that. Legs together, like straight. Um, just good body position in the air. I was really impressed by that. Yeah, I think despite having a fall on the first event, which was bars... I think it, her clean execution and then also that increase in difficulty allowed her to not only be on top after that first day, but really stay in contention after the second day and wind up in second place all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the combination of those two things, the execution and the increased difficulty um, that really allowed her to do that and stand out among this junior field. And this is just the beginning for her. Um, like you said, Winter Cup had a great showing. I think that Nationals is going to be a great showing for her. 
hopefully getting some international experience here soon and just has a really, really bright future ahead. And third all around, we had Audrey Snyder and she was the only gymnast on the women's side, both senior and junior, that competed a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was, at the Pan American Championships um, and came straight here to Class X and did the all around. Yeah. Which was really impressive. Pretty quick turnaround. Yes. Um, a lot. There was a couple of gymnasts like Kayla DiCello and Tiana Smith-Sakira who were originally on the roster and then ended up scratching. Yeah. Others just didn't put their names on the roster at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice to lot. see her go for that extra, you know, experience competing. Totally. And yeah, she got third all around. Um, her entire, honestly, competition was just super steady. She was really composed. That was something that I noted about her. Um, her beam in particular was stunning. She got a 13-3-5, which was good enough for second on that event. And I think what stood out the most was her leaps, the extension, complete 180, excellent toe point. It was just um, an area where I think she really stood out amongst the other junior competitors. And she reminds me a lot of Livy Dunn. <laughs> looking yeah. at her um like appearance wise but also just in the way her the way she moves like her gymnastics uh-huh. um she gives off Libby Dunn vibes okay. and I don't know if I'm the only one who feels that way I didn't necessarily think that but I, I guess I go back that. and watch when you go back and watch her like she looks from a distance like Libby Dunn okay <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep that in mind. another observation that I've made and I'm now <laughs> sharing with all of you but yeah she had a great day like I said super steady all-around performance and definitely one to look out for. So that was the podium for juniors, the all-around podium. But there was definitely some more performances that stood out. Um, individual performances or people who maybe didn't do the all-around or didn't do well in the all-around, um, but still had standout moments. We want to give some shout-outs there. Starting with Madre Johnson from Woga. She's coming back from an ankle injury and also apparently a sinus infection. So that probably explains why she didn't do the all around here. Um, and also maybe why her beam was so wobbly because beam is one of her best events. Mm-hmm. Bars and beam, I would say. Um, her beam was super wobbly. She did a downgraded dismount when we had back talk. And I imagine with a sinus infection that probably throws off your um, equilibrium. Yeah, your equilibrium. And it's probably just really hard to balance, let alone flip on a beam. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> with all of that, I could not imagine. So... That may explain her beam performance, but Bars, honestly, she was amazing. She tied for first on that event with Kieran Finnell. And Madre has the most difficult bar routine in the entire junior division. So she should be in contention for a medal there at Nationals. And also, I would say, in the all-around. Yeah, she was second last year, if I'm remembering correctly. And I feel like she does have a good shot of upgrading that to a gold this year, maybe, mm-hmm. but a stronger junior field in general, I would say this year. Yeah. A lot of talented juniors, um, and she's definitely going to be in the mix. Yeah, definitely one to keep your eyes on. Like I said, bars and beam, I would say her standout events, but when she puts together a clean, consistent all-around performance is among one of the best in the all-around as well. Another gymnast that really caught my eye, and I think caught a lot of people's eye, was Simone Rose, who is the teammate of Jay LaHane. So they're doing something right at Pacific Rain Gymnastics. Yeah, because... so they actually just moved from Ascend Gymnastics, yeah. which is where Shaylee's Jones trains. Right. Fun fact, in case you didn't process that, they just switched gyms, like, after Winter Cup. Yes. So, love both of them. Simone is super, super cute. Um, She's dynamite. Yes, that's a good way to describe her, for sure. Um, She won bronze on bars and beam. Those are the only two events she did, but looked really, really promising. Has great lines. 
Um, just someone that I can't wait to see continue to develop in the sport, add difficulty to her teens. That's the thing with her right now. She doesn't have the most difficulty, but what she is doing, she does very, very well. Yes, totally. I would say when she adds difficulty, it's over for you, house. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Watch out. She's so clean. <laughs> Execution is so good. Um, on bars, I just love the toe point, but also how her legs are just glued together and everything she does. Oh, and she does a straddle back to the low bar, which not a lot of people do that. Um, but I'm hoping that eventually it turns into an Ashova because yeah, I like it. <laughs> I dig it. Um, also, you pointed out she's wearing a Utah shirt day one of juniors in the stands. They showed her on the feed. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to mention that here because I don't think people... I don't think a lot of people knew who she was at day one of juniors because obviously she hadn't been shown on TV yet, but we knew who she was and they showed her in the crowd and she was wearing a Utah shirt. So I'm just putting that out there. She's only 14, but maybe it's a sign. And also this meet, granted it was in Utah. So maybe they have like Utah merch somewhere on the concourse. Fair. They may have, <laughs> but just letting you know, Simone Rose in a Utah shirt in the stands day one of juniors <laughs> something to keep your eye on and again i know she's only 14 so she's probably just you know and if she ends fan up of every team if she ends up committing to utah and going on to become like a superstar there you heard we'll, it here first we'll go back and we'll screenshot that clip of her as a little tiny junior wearing a utah shirt at classics her first classics <laughs> and we'll just remember that moment yeah i don't want to like read too much into things but also i'm very much reading too much into things <laughs> as per usual that's what we like to do around here it's fun right it's but it's part of being a gymnastics fan <laughs> Um, some other names that really stood out to us, the Milton twins, Annalisa, yes. she won gold on floor, which she's a tank. <laughs> yeah. She opens with a piked double Arabian, follows it with a huge double layout, which are upgrades, correct? Yeah. So she did them in American classic, but they're upgrades from winter cup earlier this year. Yeah. So powerful. Um, also love on beam, but with the Milton twins, yeah. um, they don't have the typical gauge line or like execution like gauge is super how do you describe it like fluid flowy a little more more elegant yeah they give off more bread dowel vibes yes yeah yeah totally Um, i I always forget bread dowel went to gauge yeah and maybe even a little maddie dash maddie dash wasn't super refined yeah and, and like super elegant i mean obviously they have some elegance to them um, but, but not your typical gauge look yeah. that you're used to seeing. But I love it. I'm here for it. They're so powerful. They both do one and a half on vault. Which those are also upgrades yeah. from Winter Cup. Still trying to find ways to tell them apart. So I actually asked them and not super helpful, honestly. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, so they said Malia is a little taller and has longer legs, which I didn't really notice from watching i mean I'm that's sure. a really hard thing to pick up on <laughs> yeah and it would be different if one of them was like clearly taller than the other they're not they're pretty similar in height so yeah. um that's super helpful um they also said that they have different personalities but again that's not something you can see from watching their gymnastics that's something that probably their friends know kind of like with us i feel like people that know us better can tell us apart but people that don't really know us i think we're identical yeah um, so it's probably something similar for them. They said that their mom, if it makes anyone feel better, they said that their mom half the time doesn't even know which one is competing. <laughs> uh, relatable, honestly. Yeah. So if you can't tell them apart, don't feel bad. I think you can look at their gymnastics and tell them apart a little bit. So Annalisa opens with, like we said, that Pike Double Arabian on floor. 
um, Malia doesn't. So if you see one of the twins doing a pike double Arabian, it's Annalisa. Yeah. They both do double layout, so can't help you there. Malia doesn't do it until she does it. Right. Like, watch her show up to championships with that, and then what are we going to do? <laughs> one thing I have noticed is, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Malia is a little bit more powerful. They both do one and a half, and they're both powerful. So again, maybe not super helpful, because like, what? how do you determine what's more powerful? Right. But... In my opinion, Malia looks a little bit more dynamic on vault, usually gets a little bit more distance. Um, again, they do the same vault, but I did notice a slight difference from watching them a couple times on that event. Mm-hmm. Man, twin probs. Right. The twins are having problems with telling twins apart. You, that's how you know it's a problem. Also, we have another set of twins, the Snyder sisters. Yeah, so Audrey, we mentioned already, and then her sister, Sydney. Which we're really sad that she didn't qualify. Two yeah. championships. They mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast that obviously this was her last opportunity, so maybe feeling the pressure a little bit. Um, didn't have her best day, sadly. I really did want her to qualify because I feel like she has a lot of potential. Um, but I feel like we just like to see sisters stick together, right? We want yeah. success together. Like the Gatter Rover sisters, a lot of their success, they've had individual success, of course, but they went to the Olympics together, got an Olympic medal together. Yeah, and, and that's also what I want to see. made all around and floor finals together at the Olympics, the yes. first ever to do that. So like they made history together. Twins just got to stick together. You know that what I'm saying? That would be kind of sad, not going to lie. If you and I were elite gymnasts, and one of us qualified the championships and the other one didn't, that would be kind of depressing. We would be supportive of each other for sure. Like, we would be happy for whoever qualified. But I feel like, yeah, like, you just want to be there. Like, I don't like the thought of one twin sitting in the stand having to watch the other twin, mm-hmm. knowing that she's good enough to be there. She has the skills to be there. She just had a rough day. Yeah. You know? It hurts a little. But I do see the potential, and I feel like... You know, she's someone who probably will come back next year and be stronger and better than she was this year. And it happens all the time. We've seen gymnasts not qualify the championships. We mentioned this last week, I think it was, because we were talking about Tiana Samantha who has a good shot at winning the junior division this year. Didn't qualify last year. Jasmine Foberg back in, I think it was 2014. Um, She won, but she didn't make it in 2013. So the point is, is that we do see gymnasts not qualify the championships their first year and then come back the next year completely different athlete yeah so it's just the beginning yes that's that's a positive way even for her to think of it like it's not the end of the world even though it might feel like it in the moment right right now it might feel like the end of the world but it's not she can completely turn around and be a totally different gymnast next year somebody else that i'm really devastated didn't make it to nationals was evelyn lowe because from american classic and also winter cup she's someone that i absolutely fell in love with and was going to be one of my favorite juniors because every year i have to reevaluate the junior field and pick out like who my new favorites are Mm -hmm. and evelyn lowe was who i selected to be my favorite to root for and she didn't make nationals (sighs) i know she was one of my favorites too i was really rooting for her and i was kind of surprised she didn't because Granted, we didn't see all of her events on the feed, but I feel like she had a good meet from what I saw. She did, yeah. She was pretty solid. I think the difficulty killed her. Um, Aside from her beam, she does not have super, super competitive routines on the other events, but she's clean. I mean, she's a gauge gymnast, so I feel like the execution was there. Um, and the consistency was okay. Like not super, super consistent, but also she was not like falling all over the place. So I, yeah, I was a little bit shocked. I was expecting from what I saw her to advance. I thought it was going to be enough and it just wasn't. Oh, I'm pretty sure actually this is embarrassing, but I'll admit it. 
I don't even think I told you this. <laughs> With the Inside Gymnastics Twitter account, I was doing the live tweets, and I started to type out that she had advanced, and then she didn't. You didn't push that. No, did I didn't. I didn't post it, but I, I you almost. Did. I was drafting the tweet because you were so certain. Of yeah, that. and then I looked at the score, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> You're like, well, okay. There goes that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Evelyn's <laughs> only a first year elite, as are, like, all of these girls. Um, but like I said, her beam, I think, is where she shows the most potential. She actually has a 5-1 D score, which I feel like for a first year junior elite is actually pretty good. Um, she has a really nice flow to her team. I believe she got sixth. We actually meant to look that up, and we totally forgot to, where she placed on beam. At I can classics. look. I can look. I believe it was sixth, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, she was sixth. Okay. And then where'd she get me all around? She was 14th all around. Okay, so that's, I feel like that's not too bad. I know they don't go by all around. You have to get a certain score. I understand that. I just don't like it. Yeah, I think it's just, like you said, the start value. She actually, ironically, has a 14.2 start value on every single event except for beam, which is a 15.1. Yeah. So she's really doing pretty good on beam for a first year junior elite. Um, it's just the other events lacking a little bit. Yeah. What do you feel about the thought or I guess the conversation of getting attached to junior gymnasts? Because I see a lot of people <laughs> online talking about this. And in the past, we've always found juniors that, like you said, you find a junior. You fall in love with them. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> stick with you and then you stick with them throughout their journey. And some people are online are like, don't fall in love with the juniors. Right. And we sometimes jokingly say that too. Like, you you know, you just never know what's going to happen um, injury-wise, burnout-wise. Like, it, there's just so much time for them to either develop and flourish or for them to drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, right. <laughs> I personally, I like getting attached to juniors because not only does it give you someone to root for in the junior division, which sometimes can be a little bit boring if you don't have people that you're cheering for. Totally. Um, it feels a little more interesting or competitive or there's a purpose to it when you're... You know, rooting for somebody. Rooting for someone. Yeah. But also, I think it's just cool to watch somebody on their journey from start to finish and yeah. be there through the whole thing. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't always, you know, work out. Um, sometimes the gymnast doesn't always reach their full potential results-wise. But sometimes they do. And it's so and nice. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we've always done that. Like, anybody who's been a listener of our show for any period of time, you know, like, Sean Johnson was the really the first junior, because we, we, Carly Patterson was our first favorite gymnast, but we watched her at the Olympic trials and the Olympics, and that was, like, the end of her career, obviously. <laughs> but Sean Johnson and Jordan Weber were really the two gymnasts that we watched as juniors. Like, we were following Jordan Weber when she was, like, a level 10, basically. Yeah. Um, she and was 10 years old? Granted, we're from Michigan, she's from Michigan, so we were, like, on it, you know? But... Yeah, we followed them throughout their careers, and it was super rewarding and fun just to see them make it all the way and have the success that they did. And Lori Hernandez, too. They showed a clip of her at the beginning of the Classics broadcast from her first Classics in 2012, and I remember that meet so clearly and falling in love with her, and she didn't have, like, the best meet there. Yeah. Um, and definitely was a little rougher on the edges in some areas, but she stood out to me, and I was like, she's my new favorite junior, and then... Yeah, look at she went on to win an Olympic gold medal and an Olympic silver medal. Yeah. So not to toot our own horns, but me and Ashley do have a good track record of finding a junior and following them through their senior career and having them go to the Olympics. I don't think we've ever fought... Well, okay, that's 
Actually, no, actually, because I remember Madison Koshin also. Yeah. Um, and for a while there, I was thinking, like, I'm going to lose my streak. But then Madison Koshin ended up making it to the Olympics, too. Suni Lee was another one that I feel like I didn't really vocalize it a lot online, but just inside of me, like, internally, I was a big fan of Suni. I remember her, in, like, in the Hopes division. Mm-hmm. And thinking, like, this girl is going to be good. I just saw, honestly, I followed her on Instagram. I saw a lot of the skills that she was doing. And then she went on to win the Olympics. <laughs> I like, know. Whoever would have saw that coming. But that's, that's what we're trying to say. It just that's what makes it so special and fun is when you can pick somebody out and just follow them and sometimes it doesn't work out like I said tooting our own horns here I feel like we have a pretty good track record like the juniors that we pick do materialize into Olympic champions although we like <laughs> Bailey Key yeah but I was not like super I was not super super into Bailey Key like I liked her but we're talking like like the sentimental yeah like, it's like they, they are your one and only they're like they're your, your child faith. almost yes literally <laughs> Lori was like my little baby. <laughs> so yeah, I like to do that. Um, Jocelyn Robertson right now is my current um, little hope shimmist that we picked out. Followed her through her junior success. And we'll talk about her in a minute, how she's doing kind of on the senior stage. But, um, you know, I tweet about her a lot. And that's because she's my sentimental favorite for this squad. So we'll see. Keeping <laughs> our fingers crossed. But anyways, yeah. Um, that's my thoughts on it as well. Just, I, I think it's fun. Um, I think it's normal to pick favorites. To each their own. Some people can't handle the heartbreak. Some people are cold and dead inside. Like, we're, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, can, we can handle the heartbreak. It's, yeah. We'll be fine. I understand there's a possibility that my favorites might not go on to the Olympics and win gold medals. But they're going to go on to college gymnastics and become stars there anyways. So it doesn't matter. Period. Okay, so let's talk about the senior competition. Um, I would say everybody looked a little bit nervy, but that's to be expected. And also classics is not that big of a deal. Kind of like we were saying in the beginning, like it's, it's not the first meet because obviously there was winter cup and there's been some international assignments. So it's not the first meet of the year, but classics usually is a meet for trying new skills and getting back out there and, you know, doing different things that you haven't done in the first half of the season as you gear up for that second part of the season. Knocking off some of the rust. Right. So not too surprised to see some shaky performances, but um, we'll start with Leanne. So Leanne won her first elite competition back since Worlds last year. So she really hasn't been off the scene for too long. Yeah, everyone's acting like this is like a comeback. And I'm like, can we really even call it like a comeback or saying she's back? Like she missed, like she missed Winter Cup. <laughs> she never left, right? Winter Cup was the only thing she missed. She was, you know, she went from Olympic alternate to Worlds to NCAA to winning the classic meet Mm -hmm. so yeah and I was surprised coming off of the NCAA season how good she looked and I was expecting her to be good because let's be real she's land one and she's beautiful on everything and she's consistent and she's all of these amazing things and I expected that from her but I feel like somehow her gymnastics has gotten better which is surprising because she hasn't spent the whole year training some of these elite skills. She was competing every week in college, which is watered down routines. Well, at Classic, she showed up with two vaults, which is the first time she's ever done two vaults to my knowledge. And one of them was a completely new vault. It wasn't even the vault that she was doing in college. So it was the same vault, wasn't it? But it was just laid out. That's my understanding. Yeah. It's like technique wise, it's the same. Right. It's a Yurchenko half on half off. She did it in the pike position in college and she's doing it in the laid out position. So it's uh, Lopez. Lopez, yes. Yeah. And then a... Or a laid out Padkapieva, I guess. However... Right. <laughs> the skills are confusing. But it's a different vault than she did in college and then she also did the Yurchenko double, which obviously was the vault she did 
last time she was an elite. But it's so much better, is it not? Yeah, way more explosive, huge vault. And her chest is up when she lands. It, it was so great. Yeah, honestly, that vault from Classics was one of the best ones that I feel like I've seen her do. Mm-hmm. And her second vault, the Lopez, was honestly a little bit scary, more so scary in slow motion because she was really off like she was to the side of the table and almost her hand almost looked like it missed the table yeah but then the ball was really nice in the air and she somehow <laughs> kept it on her feet she didn't land out of bounds but like land one thing it was a pretty good vault given the block off the table yeah but that going back to that your double um she got a 14-4 on it but i want to talk about the e-score she got a 9.4 e-score which shilise jones also got for her double that's so impressive. Yeah, they kept saying that was something they kept mentioning on the broadcast was, you know, nowadays in this code of points, e-scores in like the eight range are considered good now. So for her to get a 9.4, for both of them to get a 9.4 is huge. Yeah, super impressive. Definitely two of the best vaults currently being done right now, which I say that pending because Jordan Childs and Jade Carey are expected to be back at Nationals this year. So... Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll see. Right. But for now, I would say Leanne and Shailise, definitely two of the best vaults that we have right now. I tweeted on Inside Gym that Shailise Jones is giving Rebecca Andraji a run for her money for Best Yuchenko Double. And people, did people not were not happy. <laughs> and it wasn't even the gym turnout. It was just I what I assume is like Brazilian gymnastics fans. Yeah. Um, if you go look at that tweet in the, the comments on it, people were not happy. And I'm like, there's where's the lie, though? Right. Like, you're not saying that either of them are better than her. Right. No, I said she's giving her a run for her money for best, which is she not? Yeah. Her vault was huge. Shailise, right. You're talking about Shailise. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got the same score, but yes. I, the tweet was about Shailise. Yeah. And everyone was, like, acting like, 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 where do you get this from? Yeah. And like, like as if you're pulling things out of your I chest. pulled out the um, lie detector test and nothing was detected. <laughs> so. I agree. I don't see what the big deal is, personally. But <laughs> anyways. We'll be careful saying, we'll, we'll be careful making any comparisons with Shailise and Rebecca Andrade because I think it, people are going to be it, fired up. It, it triggers some people. Although we're going to have to make comparisons at some point when we do our world championship preview. But we'll just save that for when we get there. Well, hopefully those people that are just really invested in Brazilian gymnastics, which is rightfully so. They should be. Um, hopefully they're just not listening to our podcast then. <laughs> I mean, we love both of them, so I don't feel like we're... Right, like I'm not hating on anybody. I was just saying it was like, a Like we literally were like raving about Rebecca Andrade at last week's episode. Obviously <laughs> like, she's amazing. She's amazing. I was just trying to compliment Shailise because to me I felt it was comparable, the two yes, vaults. and I agree with you. It's a great thing for both but people of them. people don't like the comparison. We, we, are, we are learning that. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, back to Leanne, though. Let's finish talking about her. She upgraded her bars. She did a Baharjwaz for the first time. Um, she actually fell on it. So she, I was getting mixed reviews from podium training and also warm-ups. Sounds like she was hitting it sometimes, but then she wasn't um, at times as well. So kind of inconsistent. Mm-hmm. An upgrade, though, that I wasn't anticipating. Yes. I didn't Again, the that fact coming. that she was able to bring that out so close to transitioning back to elite after college is really impressive and they also spilled on the broadcast that she's training a for floor she's training a laid out double double she did a tuck double double here um i don't know john didn't didn't necessarily sound confident that he was supposed to let that slip well i think i remember seeing a video of it oh okay Um, maybe she had in the past yeah i'm not 100 percent certain like there, there was videos of leanne going around not that long ago and i think that was one of the skills that was in it maybe you might be right Either way, it would be an upgrade. She hasn't competed that. She also brought back the 
already being double front piked, which was really, really nice. So yeah, doing skills that she wasn't doing in college. Yeah. She has a great variety to choose from too, which is really yeah. nice. Um, overall, I think I was just really impressed with her. Her beam was beautiful as always. Um, she did go overtime, but her face when she stuck the dismount. She looks so happy. Yeah, the whole meet really. Like even with the mistakes, like she didn't necessarily have her best performance, but she looked really happy the whole meet. Yeah. Which was nice to see. Love to see the smile. Yeah. I feel like Leanne is always one that's kind of like straight face, serious, like in the zone during competition. But she seemed to kind of be like letting loose just a little bit. And college may have helped with that a little bit. Yes. Because she stuck that, that two and a half on beam and she had the biggest smile on her face. And I'm like, that's the college side rubbing off for sure. <laughs> we don't always see those big smiles and celebrations in the elite side. Right. So we mentioned bars. Obviously, she had the fall. And then she did have a little hiccup on floor as well. Um, it was the two and a half to what I believe was supposed to be a front full. Yeah. But she like mistimed the punch and ended up just doing like a tucked half. Um, so some little errors, definitely not her best performance, but areas to clean up before championships. Mm-hmm. And she seemed happy again. She seemed happy with her performance. So as she should. That's what matters the most. And Shaylee's Jones, she has a lot to be proud of as well. Um, didn't have the best beam routine, which I think that if she didn't have those two falls on beam, she probably would have won. Oh, absolutely, because she went fifty-four in the all-around with those two falls. So Leanne only had one fall. Shaylee's had two, and the fact that she was so close to Leanne with an extra fall, I think, just goes to show you how. When she can hit those that beam routine and get, hit everything, like hit yeah. clean all-around performance, how big her all-around score actually can be. Yeah, I feel like she can be one of the top gymnasts in the country. Yeah, this is going to be her year. I really feel like finally... This is Shailise Jones' time. The U.S. has had a lot of talent in the past, and Shailise has always been talented. But she's someone that's kind of always fell to the wayside a little bit. She's always kind of been in the background because there's just been, you know, Simone Biles, Sunny Lee, Jade Carey, just so much talent um, that Shailise just got overshadowed a little bit. But it really feels like this is her time. I agree. This is going to be her year. This is going to be her quad, I think. She did confirm that she's deferring going to Florida with the focus of, you know, training for Paris 2024. Yep. So that's really exciting to have that confirmed. We kind of had suspicions that she was not going to Florida right away yeah. and wanted to continue her elite career. So that's really exciting. And she's training a lot of really exciting upgrades, which I think are really just going to help her chances even more. Well, and potentially can have two skills named after her after the world championships, crossing her fingers, of course, that she makes it and is healthy and all of that. Right. But, um, if everything goes according to plan, Shaylee Jones will have two skills named after her in the code of points. Yeah, so on bars, she's training a Stalder Navieva. Which is amazing. And we've seen her in training connect a Pac Salto out of it, which is really, really great. Um, giving off like Suni Lee energy. But <laughs> the Stalder Navieva is not named after anybody. So that could be named after her if she does it at Worlds. And then on floor, the... Um, one and a half twisting double back yeah. that she does. Also not named after anybody. So that could be named after her as well. So that's really, really exciting. And I think the biggest area that the USA needs somebody looking at the top talent that they already have, assuming that Jordan Childs and Jade Carey and Connor McLean all come to championships 
looking their best, <laughs> looking at, you know, on their A game, you could say. I think a weak point among that field of top competitors is going to be bars, and that's where I think Shailise fits in so perfectly. Now we're kind of getting into, like, a world's preview. Uh-huh. But, like, I she has a 6-3 on bars without that Stalder Nabs, which is already, I think, the highest. It is. Right the now. highest in the, yeah, the yes. senior U.S. field. As far as, like, who's currently competing, or so has competed so far at Winter Cup and Classics, yes. That's the highest. Because Nola Matthews from Winter Cup was the highest. I believe it was a 15.8. And then now Nola Matthews, which we'll talk about her in just a second, she's the second highest with a 15.9. So Shailise, at the moment, is the highest. Without the upgrade. And Suni Lee is coming back. I don't know why. I can't remember if we've talked about that on the show. No, we haven't because that was just announced. Like, yeah, it was announced after we recorded. Last She's training and she has her sights set on 2023, which so is exciting. We have another bars queen coming back in Suni Lee, but Shailene Jones at the moment is going to be huge for the U.S. on bars. Yes, especially with the upgrades if she can get those in consistently. Mm-hmm. Bars and then also, like we said, in the all around, watch out for her. Right. And then third, we had Caitlin Rosen, which was kind of a surprise. I think that third spot was really open for anybody to grab. I think we expected Shailise and Leanne to go one-two in any order. And it was kind of a close battle going into the last rotation with Leanne and Shailise for gold, and then Caitlin Rosen and Marissa Neal from Gage. Yeah, and Noah Matthews was in there too, technically. Yes, yeah, it was a pretty close battle for the bronze medal and Caitlin Rosen came out with the medal. Yeah, thanks a lot to her floor, I would say. She opened up with a huge double layout with a full twist. Um, that earned her the gold medal individually on that event. Um, but her tumbling in general was just super clean and steady. Um, no major hot backs, no major landing deductions. I love her second pass. She did double layout and she practically landed it on her toes to yes. prevent herself from going out of bounds, which is kind of iconic. Yeah. And I just love her choreography, her presentation. Um, she's going to UCLA, and I think that she's going to fit in very well there. Um, of course, we're always looking to college. That's, that's what I do when I'm watching elite competition. It's like, there's the world, an Olympic track, and then in my mind, there's like the college track, and yeah. the girls like Addison Fada, and... Well, and Sienna Olympio, she, they basically said on the broadcast that she's planning to go to championships, and then that's it. I mean, they said they're going to, you know, take it by meet and see but the likelihood is that she's going to go to championships and that's going to be her final elite meet. And you can tell based off her routine construction she's doing the one and a half on vol her beam dismount is a gainer a tucked gainer full off the yeah. end she's definitely preparing her routines for college. But she's one of those athletes that really has beautiful gymnastics and when I watch her and I feel like okay people in the past have said what I'm about to say in like an insulting way and I don't mean it as an insult she looks ready for college and I just mean that, like, I watch her and you I see, see all of the potential. I see all of the 10s, yeah. the 995s. I just, she's going to be so good in college. Yes. And I can't wait for that. Um, and Caitlin Rosen, I think, tying it back to her. Um, I watched her floor teen and I'm like, I can't wait to see this new CLA's lineup. It's yes. going to be fire. It's hard not to watch. Even, like, the girls that are at the top that are in contention for the Olympic team. I watch everybody, and I think about them in college gymnastics because that's my favorite thing in the world. Well, like Shailise Jones. I know. Oh, my God. Florida. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's too much fun not to think about every single one of these girls in college. Shailise Jones. Okay, now we're like going off on a tangent. Shailise Jones... I think has the potential to be the greatest college gymnast of all time. Ooh, T. Like, I kind of agree, though. Even more so than Trinity. Um, I think people are going to come for you for saying uh, that. Probably, because Trinity's <laughs> fans are very passionate. Oh, great. What did we're, I do? We're comparing her to both Trinity and Rebecca, <laughs> and I think we're just going to piss off everybody. Shailene Jones is amazing. We'll leave it at that, okay? Period. <laughs> 
Want to talk about Nola Matthews, too. She had a really good competition for her first senior U.S. Classic. Um, was in medal contention, like we mentioned, for, you know, hoping to get a bronze medal. She was really close until the very last event. She had a fall on floor, unfortunately. But um, I think has potential to make the world's team on bars. You mentioned the USA. At this point in time, if there's a weak spot, it could be bars. But what's interesting is that there's so much potential, especially in the junior division, on bars. Uh-huh. That I feel like we're calling it a weak spot, but I'm like, we also have a lot of potential. Yeah. I think it's the, a work in progress. I think the issue, and this applies to Nola, is that we have really, really, really good bar like specialists, I would say. And then those athletes are weaker on the other events or they're not consistent, you know, whatever it may be. So it's like, you know, Charlotte Booth, Nola Matthews, Zoe Miller. We have a lot of people who are capable of bringing in a good score on bars, even a great score, um, but they don't contribute to the team on any other event necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think that for Worlds, we're going to bring somebody who's a bar, I'm putting with with quotes, a bar specialist. Either way, and I think Nola Matthews fits that bill perfectly. Right, like I mentioned at the moment, second highest start value for the U.S. And I think has potential, like even on beam and, and floor as well. She's a beautiful gymnast, has great lines, just a good look to her. I um, love her expression, artistry. Oh, yeah. She, she's great to watch on floor. So definitely someone to keep your eye on, um, I think, is kind of making a name for herself and proving to people that she is in the mix. And um, very excited to see what she can do at championships because I yeah. think that she's slowly building a case for herself for that world championship team. For sure. There's also Marissa Neal from Gage. Again, we mentioned her as kind of part of that little group that was in contention for the bronze medal up until the end. Um, and she, what was interesting about her was she was only qualified to championships on two events. Mm-hmm. And she came into classics and was having quite the day in the all around, like we said, um, third going into that last event and finishing fourth all around and got second on beam. So she initially was only qualified to championships on two event, finished out fourth all around second on beam at classics. So very, very strong position to be in going into championships. Pretty good. And then I think the last person we want to talk about, we mentioned a little bit earlier, our favorite Jocelyn Robertson. Our sentimental fave. Yes. So this is obviously her first year as a senior as well. And I was really looking forward to seeing how the transition from junior to senior was going to go for her because last year I think was definitely her best season so far as a junior. Yeah, um, she was in the main title at US Championships. That beam from, I think it's, Day two. It's the one where she's wearing the black Leo and it has some red accents on it. Mm -hmm. Um, That beam routine is... Oh my god, I don't even have words (laughs) for it. (laughs) It's amazing. So, Winter Cup wasn't her best meet, but Classics, I definitely think, was an improvement. A lot better. For sure. Um, Vault, she won a silver medal, so shout out to her there. Um, Did a Yurchenko double as well as a... Mustafina, which she actually did the Mustafina as the first vault, which I thought was smart. Yeah, because I think it's a better vault. Um, yeah. execution wise, I think she still has some work to do. She needs to clean up a little bit. Um, but the landing was good, and she struggled a lot in podium training on that Yurchenko double. Yeah. I don't think I saw her, and maybe I missed something. I obviously did not see every single routine that she did, and you know, between both days of podium training, but um, I didn't see her land a single vault. Yeah. A double, I should say. Right, right. Um, so I think, you know, that makes her 
valuable to Team USA that she has to vault for event final purposes. But I yeah. think for all around purposes, the Mustafina is a better, safer vault for her to go with. And she got a good score on it. I don't have the exact score in front of me, but it was in the 14s, which was impressive. Yes. Um, that's the kind of score that is going to keep you in the mix when talking about a world's team, even just on an event. Scores in the 14s are fantastic yeah. in this code of points. So that's great news. Um, I do think that, you know, for her all-around potential, Bars is obviously her weakest event, and I think is kind of what's weighing her down a little bit. A hundred percent. Because she's really great on beam and floor as well, and has a lot of difficulty, sometimes struggles with the consistency of it all, um, but Bars is, is pretty weak, and... I feel like, and I've said this to Ashley off the podcast, I think Jocelyn's best bet right now is going to be making her routines easier across the board. That includes Beam. Um, Floor, she's pretty solid. I feel like she has difficulty on Floor and she can manage it well. But particularly on Bars and Beam, um, I think she's going for connections and things that she just is struggling with. Well, to be clear, her Beam routine at Classics was really pretty good. The routine itself. It was. It's the mount. So she's trying to do this mount sequence, a layout step out onto the Beam into a back handspring. And we've seen her in the past try to connect it with a layout too. So like layout, step out, back handspring, layout, which is a huge combination about the beam. And she layout, has layout two feet. Yes, layout two feet. Um, and it's huge when she does it well. And we have seen her do it well. Yeah. But it seems like in competition or even in podium training, she struggles sometimes to even get it up on the beam. Like she's going crooked on it and completely missing the beam. That was the thing. In podium training, I think I saw her maybe once or twice even get her mount up onto the beam. So, and I don't know what she looks like in the gym, you know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I know what she's doing in the gym. But um, from what I have seen in competition and podium training, I'm thinking it's going to be better for her if she's trying to make an international team or if she wants to get on a metal podium, you know, on beam or in the all-around um, to go with less difficulty until you can do it consistently. I think that's going to be Jocelyn Robertson's uh, best friend <laughs> moving yeah. forward. And obviously the hope would be that she can add in that difficulty again. because She's very much capable of doing it. But right. like if in podium training and competition combined, you're you're getting yourself up onto the beam two times out of however many you've done. That's not a very high hit percentage right. so therefore is the risk of doing that difficulty worth it when you're, you're when you're almost guaranteed to fall right um and i'm not saying that she is guaranteed to fall obviously she's capable of doing it or she wouldn't be doing it but the consistency but, is not quite there yet for no. her to be trying to do it in competition it's not like if she does 10 of them she fell on nine or eight of them that's a pretty low hit percentage right Whereas if she did 10 routines and she nailed all but maybe like one or two, I would say go for it because you're hitting significantly more of them than you're missing them, if that makes sense. Yeah. The consistency right now for her to be doing it in competition isn't quite there yet. And At least sure, not from what we're seeing. She can keep training it and like try and get it ready because it is good to have difficulty. And even on floor, you know, there's a lot of skills that we have seen her play around with in the past. 
um, not doing it right now, but like if she could get it into her routine and be consistent with it, it would be huge. Like an Arabian double front pike, a one and a half twisting double back, like we saw Shailene Jones do. I mean, mm-hmm. she has the skills to choose from and to work with. She just got to find what is most consistent for her and what's going to work best for her and get her the best scores so she can start getting some better results. Mm-hmm. She hasn't made an international assignment yet, which... I don't want to say worries me, but it's getting to the point now where we're like we're starting to see a lot of top contenders. A lot of teams are starting to sh- take shape, like the world's team, and we're still far away from the Olympics, so a lot can happen. But you know how it goes. You kind of start to, and the the selection committee is doing this as well. You start to make teams and figure out what place this person can fit into. You know, put together the puzzle pieces. Uh-huh. Um, and I think Jocelyn not doing well consistently in the all-around um and also having such a weak bar routine is not boding well for her um moving forward and even for her own confidence like i think she needs to have a performance that she can feel good about and know that the selection committee you know saw me do that and that looked great you know what i mean like she needs something to feel good about too to help her confidence going forward. Yeah, because when you start to see yourself being separated from the pack, but not in a good way, like in the opposite direction, that does take a hit to your confidence, I think. And she's seeing all of these international assignments, you know, teams being named, and she's not on them, or she's the alternate. And I, I know, and I feel bad, because she's so, so talented, and I don't want her to, like, lose hope or... She's so good. ...be too hard on herself, because I consider her among some of the best in the United States. She's just got to put it all together in competition, and I think the best way for her to do that right now is by taking out some of that difficulty, working on the execution, and just being consistent, and then slowly adding in that difficulty as she goes. So when she's, you know, she, she's nailed, you know, one piece, then let's work on adding more. Right. Um... I think it's going to be the best philosophy for her moving forward. The recipe to success. Yes. And we love Jocelyn and, you know, she's a sentimental fave of ours. We've been watching her since she was a Hope's gymnast and um, we're always going to root for her. So. And it was exciting to see her on TV. They showed her on vault and floor, two of the best routines that she had at Classics. And it was fun. Her floor routine is great. Really high energy. Honestly, it makes you want to be there in the crowd cheering her on. It kind of feels like a college vibe, like a college floor routine. Totally. Um, Just really, really fun to watch, even skill-wise, everything that she does. She's a fun gymnast to watch, and we're rooting for her going into championships. I feel like this whole podcast has kind of turned into a championship preview. We were supposed to do a championship <laughs> preview, but in a way, I feel like we kind of just set the stage for it. I mean, I feel like there's definitely more we can say. We could go deeper into this because we wanted this to be like, we didn't even want to do a classics recap, by the way, because me and Ashley have been sick. I don't know if you can tell. We're a little bit like, you know. Yeah, I'm fighting back some mucus right now. Yeah, we, we've been like, honestly, Ashley the other day had like borderline COVID symptoms. She tested three times and she was negative every time. Oh, I didn't have borderline COVID symptoms. <laughs> I, I literally had COVID symptoms and just wasn't testing positive for COVID. Yeah, so we don't quite know. She's fine now. Like, And I also got sick after that. So we've just been like this past week, we've just been like sick. <laughs> so we were like, screw it. We're not <laughs> doing a recap. And here we are over an hour into this podcast and we definitely did a recap so it i just shout out every single time we always say like we're not gonna talk forever <laughs> and then we end up sitting here talking forever but it's it's fine i think we had fun it was it was a good conversation it was good me um lots of, to be excited about and also lots to look forward to so um let us know your guys's thoughts which juniors stood out to you who were some yeah. more sentimental faves and then the senior team 
go ahead and send us your early world team predictions. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, we did. Was it last episode where we did our world's predictions? I don't even remember. You're asking the wrong person. I don't remember anymore. But we, I already know I was way off. <laughs> I didn't have Celeste Jones on my team. I probably should have. Big mistake. <laughs> we want to hear your guys's though. So after Classics, who do you have on your world's team? We want to hear it. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another interview that we're really excited about. It is with Lexi Zeiss, the queen of the Pan American Games. Well, we went over this last week. There was many queens of the Pan American Games. But Lexi Zeiss was for sure one of them. And we are super, super excited to have her on the podcast. Our interview with her is so much fun. She's really open and candid, which not a lot of elite gymnasts are. They can be a little bit reserved. And Lexi was just great to talk to. We talked about Pan Ams, the crowd, what it's like having Chelsea Memel now in a leadership role at USA Gymnastics while also walking into the gym and see her doing double layouts. <laughs> the college recruiting process. Yeah, all of it. We had a lot of great conversation that we know you guys are really going to enjoy. So stay tuned for that next week. And in the meantime, we hope you guys have an excellent week and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.